0: And welcome back to Cibolo Creek Conversations. My name is Wyatt Marchant, and I'm here with Mr. Paul Wilson. How are you, sir? Good. How are you? Doing all right. Did you push the record button? I did. Oh. It's going there, and the cameras are going. We have new cameras, so now you can see my really poorly done mustache. (laughs) Is that new? Yes. Yeah? It's because, well, I had just the beard, and it
1: looked Amish. And, I, I did uh, get a few comments to that nature. Amish or terrorist like? Goodness gracious. Especially
0: now. <laughs> Poorly timed, Paul. Come on. What the um <laughs> but uh yeah, no, I, I, I sported just the beard for my first ever sermon. So uh yeah. yeah, that was fun. That was a statement. Um does it grow in pretty quick for you? The beard does, the oh. mustache. So what I had to do with the beard because I had I had spots that didn't grow very well. Right. I should have let it go, and just deal with looking ridiculous for a little, a little while. And it eventually filled in. And, um, it it, it, it it did. And so I'm I'm hoping the mustache does the same thing. Yeah. But for now, I just look
1: bad. <laughs> well, my just, wife says it looks better, but to be honest with you, I don't believe time. her. I've never been a real good. Beard, mustache, grower. I had one this summer for my sabbatical. I saw that. You didn't even look like you. Took a little while to grow in, and it was almost all white. <laughs> when I was younger, it'd come in red. Huh. But it was real spotty, so I just never got onto that train. Yeah. Then my oldest son, he can grow a beard, or he can grow a mustache in, like, 36 hours. I mean, it's amazing. And I'm talking big stash. Um does Pretty he sport funny. just the stash by itself? Yeah, every every once in a while. That's a decision. And then he decides he doesn't want it and cuts it off, and three days later he'll grow another one. You know what they say about guys that just have the mustache, right? No.
0: Yeah. You well, know, so there's this thing. So you either are in the military, and you can do it if you have because it's mustache. like the Top Gun look. Uh, yeah. Okay. Like just the mustache. Yeah. Outside of that, <laughs> for some reason, there's a weird correlation between only mustaches and
1: pedophiles
0: <laughs> wow and somebody looks like every time somebody just has the the, the mustache it's like no i don't really want to look like a pedophile
1: <laughs> I, I i didn't know that wow yeah maybe i'll communicate that to him i'm sure he's aware but
0: it's it's culturally
1: acceptable now oh yeah it used to what, be, that to be way. a pedophile or to both, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it depends on where you're at.
1: Yeah, we're starting off strong today. <laughs> we are. It's
0: not even anything to do with our topic. <laughs> no, nothing. In fact, just the opposite. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: No. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So but. we didn't record last week. Mm-mm. I always find that the weeks we don't record is just kind of different. I yeah. kind of miss getting together and same having conversations.
0: Yeah, because I feel like what. Well, because I'm not in the office very much, and so if we don't record and we don't have lunch, I feel like I just haven't talked to you in, like... Yeah, a long time. (laughs) A long time, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, not the best. But, but yeah, so we record today, and then if we do the same as last year, we'll go on a hiatus during the months of of, uh, November (laughs) November and December. As far as recording goes, and you want to get some, like, in the actual, you know, backlog, I'm down to do that. I'm recording with... um, Tom and Rick next week uh, oh, yeah. to just talk about um, prison ministry. Okay. So there's another topic I wanted to do, but they wanted a little bit more time to study up on it. Um, yeah. And it's one I think you and I would be very good to talk about too, but it's a little bit touchier, some some say.
1: Yeah. You know, I was, I don't know if you want me to announce this on the air, but um, I, was, I was thinking the other day, maybe it would be a good person to have on is uh, Jarrett. Mm-hmm. Jared's sharp, sharp thinker, Yeah, and um, he's our new senior high student pastor, and uh, uh, he's come out with some pretty uh, interesting insights and Mm -hmm. really well thought through kind of logic about a couple of things in staff meetings and other meetings I've been in, so he might make a good guest on the podcast sometime. Yeah,
0: absolutely, especially how that, you know, whatever topic we discuss, but how that goes over into student ministry and yeah. all that mess. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. I also want to talk about, um, maybe you and I can do it before I do it with Tom and Rick, but I also want to talk about if, if, uh, and I think we've touched on this before, and I, so I think I know your position, but are there sins that God sees as being more serious than others? Hmm. And so um, that would be something I'd really like to tackle. Um, but, but, yeah. Probably no end to topics. Nope. Nope. Thinking up, thinking up topics sometimes because, you know, a lot of times it's just me. It can be
1: that way. But for the people listening, please send them in. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I wish we knew a, a way to sort of encourage that more if we have an audience that's listening and they have a topic that they're interested in. I mean, send us an email or however you yeah. can get in touch with us. I've I been guess. trying
0: to be better at putting the email in, like, you know, the description of whether it's on Podcast platforms are on YouTube. Yeah. And so...
1: Because, I mean, I love our conversations and topics that you come up with, but I'm always really sensitive to other things that people who are listening are interested in and would like to hear and yeah. conversation about. And just to know that we're being helpful and beneficial to them would mean a lot.
0: Yeah, well, I think people understanding, too, that, like, this... uh <clears throat> I guess, platform, us having this uh, this podcast is really just like a year-long extended place for people to ask their Q&A questions. Yeah. Right? Because, I mean, you get tons of questions on Q&A Sunday. Yeah. And I'm sure that, you know, a good portion of them have listened to this, but if they have some, definitely send them in. So that way it's not, because you can only answer, you know, five to eight on Q&A
1: Sunday. Yeah. So for listeners who aren't aware, we, we do this thing at Sybil Creek called Q&A Sundays where I answer questions live from the audience via a text messaging um, tool, and they can text their question. And then sometimes you've been the host of that, and I love being the host. You facilitate the question that I'm going to answer, but we never get to even half of them because we get a lot of questions, but we only have so much time, even between two services. But that's two different audiences, so. I love Q&A Sundays because um, they they give me an insight of, you know, where people are thinking and what's of kind of up on their radar. And I always like addressing those kinds of
0: topics for them. Be almost, I mean, I don't know anything about this, but having like two a year, especially since we're starting to do like longer series, yeah. it'd be interesting to do like one in the beginning or of the year and then one towards the end of the year. I know that there's all kinds of stuff that goes on on Sundays, but...
1: Yeah, no, I think we have the flexibility to do that. And again, because I enjoy it so much and we get really great feedback about the experience. I think doing it at least twice a year would be a good service.
0: Yeah, even even for those people who don't get their questions answered, at least shows the your willingness, but also just the church in general's willingness for questioning and yep. um, you know, your response. And so uh, I know a lot of people deal with feeling like they can't ask questions in church and all this stuff, or they come from a background. And so uh, us put it, making that a priority, be, I think, goes a long way with people.
1: Yeah. And that was why we yeah. created it, because that's been one of our values, is Sybil is a place where you can have questions and you can ask them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I guess we should get into our topic for today. Okay. While our, while our cameras are still working, <laughs> I don't. I hope that they'll continue to work um but today uh, the last two episodes that released were um what are demons and what are angels got some topics there and i'm trying to chop them up into like more small the smaller questions like the guardian angel thing i have like a clip of that that's going to release there's probably gonna be some people that disagree with um our take on that by the guess
1: um, oh you're taking responsibility us our take on it well i agreed so <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah no yeah if it's ever just yours, I'll say just yours. But if it's ever mine, cuz I'm the one that says the like, you know, uh, not uh, not ra not race, but racier things, the things that are a little bit more um <laughs> controversial. <you> know, controversial. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And <laughs> you don't disagree with me most of the time. You just don't say anything in, in else. But uh but yeah, and so we did demons and angels and so now I figured it would be good um to talk about heaven and right. what it would be like. Yeah. So where do you want to start? Um, I guess just to start at, uh, th- does this topic have the same, um, I guess, uh, how you kind of want to place it like you did the others? Is it like, hey, this is um, this is not something that I'm necessarily trafficking a whole bunch, or do you feel more confident about this topic?
1: A uh, little bit more familiar with this topic. Um, you tend tend to talk about it more than I find myself in conversations about. Uh, angels and and demons yeah same Uh, with hell i'm sure a lot of people ask questions about heaven and hell and so again i I don't posit myself as an authority on any of them but um yeah a little bit more familiarity with that got it okay so let's just
0: start with this do we go to heaven right like right whenever we die
1: or the next will be actually next time that we're there uh my understanding is yes um Now, what does that mean? We, because, you know, if you look at first Thessalonians chapter four, Paul writes to the church about the rapture and it's, there's, you know, this, the conversation that people who have died as Christians, they will be resurrected or raised to meet the Lord in the air. Who's now, who's coming into the, into the skies to receive the church. Um, so the the inference is that while our bodies may go into the earth, the ground, our soul immediately proceeds to heaven, um, the presence of God, which is typically the equation. Heaven is the presence of God. And so my understanding is that if I were to, you know, die this afternoon. My body would be buried in the ground and stay there until it is reunited with the my soul, which my soul would immediately go to heaven upon my passing mm-hmm.
0: does our body does our earthly body remain in the ground forever or does it eventually get risen up again
1: yeah it's it from both um first thessalonians four revelation twenty we have clues to suggest that our physical body will then be reunited with our eternal soul and restored oh, to goodness. something that um, resembles whatever God's intention is for our perfect heavenly bodies. Um, and so basically there'll be a reunion of soul and body into a completeness again. Yeah be ashamed if like just
0: your body came back
1: however it was when it
0: went in the ground. <laughs> Both yeah. for old people it's like seriously now I'm going to be stuck with these bad knees forever. Well, that's
1: actually I think that's one of your questions in the discussion is you know what what will we look like in heaven? Yeah. Um I don't know for certain there's there's not a lot of information in the Bible about that particular dimension of the discussion but I don't have a problem thinking that In heaven, we will be like we were when we passed away. Now, some of us, some people, I I talk, you know, the people I talk to, they go, well, they like to think in terms, I'll be restored to this ideal, of ideal age, ideal health, ideal maturity, whatever that is. Well, then, what is that? Um, and how much of that ideal age, ideal physical fitness, ideal maturity, how much of that is kind of a earthly construct that we decide, but not necessarily representative of how God looks at you know our life. And yeah. so, um, I I don't have a problem thinking in terms of, I will experience heaven at the age in which I entered it. Because, like, what age would I go back to? Well, how, and this how is, would that be decided? This is
0: an outlier case to where it's like it might just be an annoying question. Because um, I hate outlier cases, but they should be taken in consideration. Outlier cases. Um, it's like, well, babies. One is like, well, what happens to babies in general? But that's not what I'm asking are they just always babies
1: so like they're always just having to be just
0: crawling around
1: well that gets us into other questions about heaven is you know what what do we do there yeah we're floating or whatever. um no i i actually think all of the beautiful things about the best things about earthly life will be heaven mm. so I think that the best things about earthly life is people at all different ages. Yeah, Infants bring joy to our life and elderly people bring a certain joy to our life. And so I, I think heaven's going to be a place where all of the best of society prevails and thrives. So it's not, it's not hard for me to imagine that, yeah, that baby, that infant who passes away on this earth, it's not hard for me to imagine that that's how they'll experience heaven and forever. Though, like, yeah. do they ever grow up? No. Oh, dang. Again, who's to say? I mean, there's no clues to that. Sure, but, sure. But <laughs> just be unfortunate. But but think about it. If if let's say a two week infant, two week infant goes to heaven, what age does he go to?
0: Well, I don't know, but it'd be <laughs> hard for me to think that he just like never grows up.
1: Well, that's the mystery of it. all.
0: <laughs> it would just be okay. Maybe not even hard. It would be unfortunate just because, like that oh, person so, never like comes into realization.
1: I guess. I don't know.
0: Unless that's so just how they. Were you're meant.
1: imagining that if they go to heaven as an infant, that they would then continue their growth.
0: Oh, I would hope so. Now, I. It, I don't okay. know. Okay, but but uh,
1: out on the other end, then let's take a you know, a senior. do they just keep getting older and older? Well, and that's older? the thing. You would hope that that senior would get younger. You would
0: hope, not like he actually gets younger. This is I probably <laughs> most people probably i I guess I'm hoping I can't even say that. as of right now, <laughs> I would hope for um kind of like an idealized age to where. The complications of one's age no
1: longer inflicts them. Oh, I don't think the complications will inflict them in heaven. Babies
0: don't know that they have complications.
1: Yeah. But I don't think an older person who has, you know, arthritis or you know some other physical ailments related to aging, it's not hard for me to imagine that they'll still be the same age, but without the ailments. Oh,
0: okay. They'll just look. They'll just kind of look old, but not.
1: Yeah. That, you know, they can what run you're the describing, as the way I hear what you're describing, is we all come back to some middle. So are we all the same age in heaven? Okay, hang on now. <laughs> I, you, you're pressing.
0: We also are talking about how our souls just go up to heaven. So that alone is like, you know, as far as logic goes, a jump. So it's not, it's well, not that much crazier to think, well, okay. maybe we go to a different okay. idealized time. We're going to an idealized place. Yeah, but
1: the difference there is our soul is a timeless part of us. So it's not affected by age. Correct. Our body is. Yes. Okay. So then the question is, in the restoration of our body, when reunited with our soul in heaven, is there some sort of a change in our body? so
0: for older so if, if you were you're describing like you know the old guy who can no longer walk can walk which i agree would be the case um that doesn't so much as as i guess um seem odd to me as someone staying um basically unconscious for all eternity babies are conscious in that like i'm tired and i want food other than that they just yeah but are they going to be tired in heaven and are they going to be hungry? I doubt it. But I guess they just, I guess, I guess what we know of babies where like they're kind of cute to look at and uh, they cry. They would just be cute to look at. And enjoy. Sure. But do they even have like their relationship with their mother at that point?
1: Do they have a, well, that's a whole other question. <laughs> <laughs> that's a yeah, whole other yeah, question. Right?
0: Yeah, okay. we Okay. Know,
1: do we know each other in heaven the same way that we know each other on earth? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, again, clues. But uh, no, it's, it's interesting how you look at it and how I look at it. It's just not right or wrong. Because well, there, there isn't information for us to be sure dogmatic or precise about it. So then I, where I am is I'm free to have the discussion and entertain all sorts of different explanations. Well, and like in like
0: an old body that is rejuvenated to a place of being able to, you know, it's no longer afflicted with the same things that it was afflicted here. Right. That's like other than, you know, some gray hairs and maybe some wrinkles is hardly no, any different than di- just changing to an idealized state. Cause that's all I meant. I just meant it's no longer afflicted by yeah. the things that it was before. So baby is just a weird scenario because they never reached that time. You right. don't want to go backwards because that's even worse. Yeah.
1: You know, I, I years ago, I can't remember where I read this or when, but, I read in a book and the question was, is somebody who's mentally handicapped, you're born with down syndrome. Sure. Do they have downs in heaven? And I thought the author's treatment of it was very fascinating. And he said, essentially, down syndrome is simply um viewed a certain way on earth because of our sin nature meaning we look at downs a certain way because of how we view health or success or intelligence but that doesn't exist in heaven and if the god who created them created them with downs why would he do that differently in heaven and it, it just it just blew apart my categories of how we will see each other and how we will treat each other in heaven because again i i, I want i don't want to say the wrong thing here on earth downs can be perceived as a problem It's definitely outside of the norm. Right. Something
0: didn't work the way
1: that it worked okay, normally. But in heaven will we see it the same way, is what the author was saying. And I just thought, well, that's that really function? interesting. Um, like I said, it just kind of rattled categories of how I would have thought about that issue. I have a take.
0: My take is God, it's clear that God has created our bodies to function in a certain way. Now, because of the broken world, sin has corrupted everything. So that way, that means that even like biological um, sure dysfunctions can occur or malfunctions. And um, I guess I would I would guess that in heaven, everything would work exactly as God intended it to work. Yeah, and rather than a deformity staying on as a deformity. Right. And I'm good with that too. But it is it is it is a, it is a question. It is a valid question but okay well let's wrangle this in some what okay so we die we get there what is there any uh what in the scriptures
1: tells us anything about what heaven will look like how heaven will look like yeah so thinking about this um the bible is not in this an encyclopedia sure it's not like as much as it would be really helpful at times and some people would like it to be you can't just open your bible and go look up heaven under H and then here's this exhaustive explanation of all things, heaven, not the way the Bible was written. So I've always looked at the Bible as a puzzle. And what you do is from old Testament to new Testament, you collect pieces of a puzzle and you use all the rules for properly interpreting the scriptures hermeneutics, exegesis, You you use the right rules of how you handle Old Testament, how you handle New Testament, how you handle different genres. Use all the right rules, and you get together pieces. So if you read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, you can put together some pieces of the puzzle of what heaven is like. And so here's how my mind works. I'm not saying this is how everybody's mind would work when it comes to the topic of heaven. I go, where in the Bible do I have any explanation of something that God creates that's perfect? Mm -hmm. So in Genesis, I have the Garden of Eden. And in Revelation, I have the city of God. And those are, I'm not saying there aren't others, but those are the two big places where we get some sort of a, look at when God creates. So if God has created heaven, then it's not hard for me to imagine that heaven is essentially a beautiful garden-like city. I just bring those together. Yeah. The two places in the Bible where things are perfect. So imagine the most lush, gorgeous, Beautiful, amazing, garden like environment. Think national forest. Mm-hmm. And then think of a city without all of the the downside, the negative, the brokenness of urban life. So a busily a busy, bustling, vibrant, dynamic, urban place where people dwell. Nobody's pooping on the sidewalks. <laughs> Are shooting up on the yeah all of that bus. stuff doesn't exist because what heaven's perfect it's the place of god sure. so imagine all of the best things about this dynamic vibrant life of community in this absolutely gorgeous setting that's to me in my mind that's heaven yeah um again heard somebody else say this years ago and it has always stuck with me they they talked about why are the streets in heaven paved with gold which is an indication from something we read in the book of revelation so the streets are paved with gold and i loved it this author said well the reason that the streets are paved with gold is because gold has no value
0: yeah i was, I was about to say yeah we just walk on it and yeah it.
1: it it just it doesn't have the earthly value it's just a beautiful part of the work yeah, I was of God. Say, and it,
0: it does, but it does have beauty. It might not yes. be valuable like that we see it now, but it does yeah, have
1: Yeah, we see it as a, a power thing, or we so yeah, see it as wealth. a prosperity, uh, privilege uh, thing. But in heaven, it no, it's just gold. It's something God created, and it's has no social worth, if you will, in some sort of economic s- sense so we just we just pave the streets with it cuz heaven's beautiful and heaven's amazing yeah. and and um so that's what i imagine heaven to be like and um because i think that both old and new testament are essentially portraying god's love for the community of humans that we will have this heavenly community of all those who've placed their trust in Christ, living together for an eternity of all walks of life, of all different races and ages and uh, beliefs, uh, theological beliefs, all based around a, a faith in Jesus Christ, of course, but um, so um, I just imagine Everything that's good about this life will be perfect in the next. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'd agree cuz I, I, a lot of people think that heaven's going to be so much it will be so much different, but it won't it, it won't be so um it's not like we're going to be floating around in clouds. No, I don't think that's going to be like floating around in clouds. I don't think it's going to be that we aren't going to be able to understand the environment that we're in.
1: No, um, I it's the city of God. It'll be Bustling uh, bustling may be a earthbound term, because I don't mean it in the stress, anxiety, busy kind of way. I just think it'll be vibrant, dynamic community of people. Um, again, another clue when you look at Genesis, God creates human beings, uh, before the fall happens, what is what is his instructions? Basically three things work, relate and rest. Yeah. That's God's design for human beings. So I imagine heaven will be a place where we work, be a place where we relate, and it'll be a place where we rest. And we're not resting out of a sense of exhaustion because we won't be tired. We'll be resting out of a sense of fulfillment and satisfaction, Sabbath in its truest sense of the word. Okay, so
0: that, that kind of takes care of like what we do. So we will have roles and responsibility Um A lot of people think that we just sit there and, like, sing songs of praise the entire time. Right. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I mean, as you kind of pointed out, Eden was where humanity started, where God was, you know, dwelling amongst
1: us. And that wasn't what
0: was going on there.
1: Yeah. No, so, yeah, what I'm trying to avoid is getting locked into just a passage of Scripture. And so you look at Revelation, and there are a number of occasions where we see the saints of heaven circled around the throne of God, worshiping him, giving him all the worship that he deserves. Yes, we will do that. Sure. I think we will do other things, and he won't be the least bit threatened. His feelings won't get be hurt that we're not standing around him saying, because all that we will do in heaven will be to his glory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: I think a lot of the times, whenever we, whenever we think of worshiping God, we only throw it into the, singing and playing music yeah. route. That's just the worship, the way that we see worship.
1: Yeah, so when God created the world and it was perfect, work was a part of his design, being industrious, being um, fruitful, being um, productive. Did I already say productive? But Kind of. Making contribution. Yeah. So I think in heaven, while I can't tell you what the jobs will be, I think we'll have roles to play and functions to fulfill, and we'll go about doing that in all of the very best noble ways that people who have been transformed can do it. So will we
0: have families, or more pointedly, will we be married in heaven?
1: Yeah. Again, not a lot of clues about that one clue from the Gospels that seems to suggest we will not be married. Um, because I, I think this, this is how I sort of satisfy that part of God's design is we will all be the bride of Christ the groom. So the whole society will function in a kind of marital um, relationship with the King, our Savior. Um, so will we recognize each other? I don't know. Um, but th- there's nothing wrong about that. So I can't imagine that it would be wrong in heaven that you and I will recognize each other and maybe even celebrate the fact that while on earth we were friends and we served together and we will Maybe appreciate and celebrate the journey that we shared together, and then this beautiful reality—we're here. We made it. Uh, there's,
0: there's all these memes. Uh, it's using <laughs> it's using a part from the office where Michael and Dwight think that they like saved the branch from closing, and they're just, and Michael's just going, "Yes, we did it," and Dwight's like, "We did it," and of the meme is like, whenever you get to heaven and you see your boys at the gate, and it's just like, <laughs> "We did it, <laughs> we did it." Um, That'd be great! I think that would be like it'd be a very much of a homecoming feel. Yeah,
1: and so what's wrong with that? I mean nothing. Nothing, right? So I go, why why can't it be um, this blessed reunion of the folks that we were in love with and enjoyed and knew and thought of as friends or brothers and sisters in Christ? What? why wouldn't that be just an absolutely beautiful experience of our heavenly arrival?
0: Well, too. And I think that, you know, I think that we will be um, judged for how we stewarded that, which was put into our care. Yes. And so like husbands, well, that's your family and wives. And I mean, that's your husband also, but in in your care, you know, your kids, um, but also like friendships. Like I think they are gonna be judged with how we, you know, sure. do our friendships. And so it's like, once we get up there, we don't even remember any of this. In in the other case,
1: be like, what am I being judged for? Yeah,
0: like I don't even know who that guy is.
1: Who's Allie? Yeah. No, uh, see that to me, that's great insight. That's yeah, that's a great kind of. Um, that's a great rolling out of a logic that says, yeah, how how could we even be evaluated? as stewards on earth, if we forget it all or are unaware of it all, because we're now in heaven. I, I, I don't think, I don't think we will. Um, when you think about salvation and being saved and when you think about the beauty of, you know, sanctification, we're now in this state of like what's theologically referred to as progressive, you know, we're, becoming sanctified. The sanctification has been secured through the work of Christ and our faith in him. But we live in the realities of the tension and the pull, the drag of sin. But God's at work sanctifying us. And then in heaven, the sanctification is made complete. Yeah, there's
0: like three phases, right? Yeah,
1: so we have this, this fulfillment of all that sanctification was intended to accomplish. So why not have an awareness of you and I being able to say, look how far we've come, we made it, it's it's all done now and all that we struggled with and all that we, you know, worked toward and against, um, it's, it's all panned out. It's all paid off in a sense and so I think that's a beautiful way to think about some of that joy and some of that celebration that heaven will be. Yeah, I think that
0: you know Paul says keep running the race or you know fighting a yeah. good fight. Keep running the race of what was it? Was it salvation? Running the race of something. But anyway, it's like crossing the finish line is so much sweeter if like you can remember and you, you know the race that you ran. Yeah. And so, yeah, 100%. I, I, I don't think that our mind's going to be wiped. That would be unfortunate. No, no. I don't know why that would even be necessary. No. No. Okay, but so we have indication that marriage probably doesn't exist. I think maybe some type of bond, though, does. I mean, like, though in the Gospels there, it, it seems to say not. You know, Eden, we were given a a partner. So, I mean, that was an idealized yeah. Sure. situation.
1: Yeah, again, that's that's why I wouldn't be dogmatic about that just because you do have clues that you have to piece together and a statement in the gospels where jesus says we won't be married then you have the design of the garden where we are given a partner in marriage um so i could go either way on i just know that in the perfection that is heaven because of the presence of god yeah we won't be resisting or fighting Whatever that design no, no, is, no.
0: it would. It, if we were married, it'd
1: make housing a lot easier to figure out. Um, or, or maybe it's you know maybe it's while Charlotte and I aren't united in marriage in heaven in the way that we are on earth, maybe part of that bond that we share in heaven is just the appreciation of how we knew and understood and each other on earth. Yeah, and celebrating again, the fulfillment of all God's promises on our behalf. Yeah. It does
0: make it odd, though, because I mean, you think about, granted, you can't even think about this because it doesn't make any sense. When you think about time, it's like we're only really married for a blip yeah. in our existence.
1: But... Yeah, that's, I mean, that's true of everything. You can live to be 100, and it's still a blip compared to eternity. Yeah. when
0: I mean, you can't allow that perspective to make things seem small here right because this is where if th- though this time is short this is basically you know the deciding
1: place of where you're going. yeah this is everything, everything yeah as it relates to what your experience in eternity will be
0: yes indeed okay so here's another odd one that is can only really be well not really speculative but can we
1: can can we sin in heaven that's a really good question And so I'm going to give you my best answer on the pieces of the puzzle that you put together. So Satan and demons, they once lived in heaven as creations of God. And yet Satan made a choice of pride, of envy, of covetousness. And he was able to lead or influence a host of other angels to share that with him and then fallen from heaven. Now, that's so I have that puzzle piece. I can't necessarily build an entire theology on that one piece because I have other puzzle pieces that suggest, you know, a redemptive transformation of my heart and my mind or my mind and my soul uh in heaven, um statements like we will be like Christ, we will not like Christ in divinity, but like Christ in our capacity to understand the nature of faith and sin and obedience and all that. So it's a good question. I don't know what the answer would be uh, specifically other than I don't know what the alternative is. Because if our faith If our salvation is eternal and we can't lose it, then I don't know that I have the capacity in heaven to make some kind of a sinful choice which would um, disqualify me from heaven. Does that make sense?
0: Well, you can't even make that choice now, assuming that you've received salvation, but you
1: can still sin. Yeah, I can still sin, but I can't disqualify myself from... Heaven. Oh, I see what you're saying. So, in heaven, would it be the same way? Um, uh, that's a good question. I want to say no because I feel like
0: we can't. God can't have that in His presence. But I mean, all, but Holy Spirit's already in me. Yeah. So it's like obviously He's been like Jesus's blood was sufficient enough to make it to where now He can dwell
1: in me. Yeah. So about the only thing that I'm betting on is you know new heart, new mind. Yeah. Transform truly salvation in all of its entirety is now complete that would be the redemption or the the redeeming of all that was broken and um, separated from God is now restored so yeah I want to say no but some of the things that you're raising certainly are um, interesting to think about and And if that's possible, then I'd say it this way. If heaven's perfect, it's a perfect community of all that God wanted, then if I'm capable, again, neither of us are saying we are, but if we are capable of sin in heaven, then everything that's true about relational forgiveness and restoration is available and works.
0: Yeah, and I would say probably the consequences of sin are, Definitely not the same, possibly non-existent. Yes. Like, I don't think that I can murder in heaven. You know what I'm saying? No. You,
1: um, you, wouldn't, have, you wouldn't have the heart no. to do that.
0: Um, yeah, because I mean, like, the only reason that I want to say no, because it doesn't make sense. But also, it makes sense because, well, this entire thing, this entire thing went sideways in the first place because God wanted us to freely choose him. And then obviously uh that existence necessitated another solution to the problem of okay well they have to be able they have to be able to sin and whenever they inevitably do i also still want to be around them which is christ right and so um because like, he doesn't want robots or else he would have just created us as robots yeah
1: yeah so that's the way we've always and i agree with it that's the way we've always described um our relationship with crisis, it's a choice that we make in faith. And um, because we're not robots. And I don't think in heaven, we become robots. Yeah, no. So what is the choice? And maybe the the way to answer that is because our hearts have been transformed or I'm saying, you know, that sin nature has been redeemed, has been transformed, that we, we, aren't, we aren't even capable of making choices contrary to God's will or design. Yeah. Yeah, I probably agree. Yeah, like the desire
0: just isn't even there. Especially when, like how you've described sin as a coping mechanism, well, now we have no
1: reason to cope. Yeah, because all of our needs are fulfilled. Exactly. In Christ. Which
0: makes you really then question what Satan's deal was. It's like, how can you exist that long in the presence of God and still be like, yeah? I think, I think myself better?
1: <laughs> how prideful and blind do you have to be to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Lots, I mean, those are all really good questions that kind of spool out the thinking in all sorts of interesting ways.
0: I guess it's just so much more complicated than that because it's like, like you've said, it's not an encyclopedia. And the short story that we have of that entire scenario the small snippet that we have is just so, it yeah. feels so incomplete and it's like, yeah, my guess is just so much more complicated and s- my guess is that Satan was probably given enough chances to turn his way around. Um, yeah. If I had to guess, in line with God's character shown throughout. But who knows? Maybe the angels have a little bit harsher uh, judgment. Yeah. Um, okay, here's one that gets people riled up not sin or what we're going to look like, or marriage in heaven, which seem way more important. But here's one the really good people riled up. Will our animals who die on earth be in heaven? You want to know one of my favorite things to do that makes me think I'm a psychopath?
1: Oh, is that a thing? You like to do things that make you think a soci- you're a psychopath? Sociopath. But
0: I don't pull punches whenever, like, younger people ask me, is there is there, like, pets going to be in heaven?
1: You know, Pull bunches. Well, you know, one time we got this question on a Q&A Sunday. Someone asked me, will there be pets in heaven? And it was just a golden moment. I, <laughs> I acted real pensive, real thoughtful. I was rubbing my chin. I was like, well, if I understand the Bible correctly, I mean, like doing this all in kind of this seriousness. I said, well, if I understand the Bible correctly... Dogs, yes. Cats, no. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Apollo, right? Because <laughs> everybody knows that I have this thing about cats, uh-huh. which is mis- a misunderstanding of something I said in a message a long time ago. So I get rest. You're about just it. a dog person. I love dogs. I'm a big fan of dogs. I love cats. I probably wouldn't have a Especially cat. Apollo, who you might yeah. be able to see in the background from time. Yes. Apollo's awesome. And I've met a lot of other awesome cats. But I am a big fan of all things dogs. So um, here's the only clue that you have to that sort of thing. Maybe two clues is that God created animals and he made them part of that garden that was perfect. So would not all of the things that God created be a part of this beautiful garden-like city? Um, secondly, we have the image of, again, this may just be imagery, but we have the image of the lion and the lamb, you know, laying down together. And it's the imagery of peace and harmony and no fear and no danger. But could that imagery also give some sort of a puzzle piece to an understanding that yes, heaven will be inhabited by animals and the beautiful creations that they are um what function they'll play i don't know um will i have a dog in heaven i probably won't need one in the same way that we might you know long for that experience on earth but i can't say dogmatically yes But it's not hard for me to imagine that as created creatures that had design and purpose when God created the garden, that heaven could also be that. So, I guess there's a couple
0: of ways that this question need to be chopped up. Uh, So, I believe that there will be animals in heaven because... They are part of the blessing that is life here. So there's no reason to think that there wouldn't be part of the blessing that it would be heaven. Okay. I guess here's another question, a way to look at this is do you, okay. Because the question I asked was, do I think, for example, our cat Apollo, do I think Apollo, do you think Apollo is going to be in heaven? The question I'm really asking is, does my cat have a soul? No. Okay. So I think there'll be animals in heaven, too, but it's not going to be their soul goes to heaven when they die. No. Now, Apollo might be in heaven because God is great and can do all things, yeah. but it's not that whenever your pet passes away, yeah. the little hamster soul goes up to heaven. <laughs> little hamster soul. Imagine it was floating up.
1: <laughs> no, I, I don't believe that. Yes, <laughs> so you and I would agree on that. So would Apollo, the cat that I know, be in heaven yes. as some eternal... You know, soul. (laughs) That that would be a stretch. My wife is in the other room and can hear this, and it's probably very choking. (laughs) Yeah, she may, for the first time ever, may run out here. Yeah, very upset. (laughs) Um, No, I, I couldn't point to any clues that would indicate that to be true. but, And I probably would go so far as to say they won't be pets. Free range. Yeah, so like this, whatever mansion I'm going to inherit in uh-huh. heaven, I probably won't have.
0: Storing up a lot of treasures down here, huh? quite th-
1: presumptuous. <laughs> my three um, golden retrievers, you know, basking in the sunlight with me. Or That's an American like dog that.
0: right there? Yeah, yeah, I'd have to agree. As much as I would like that, it's like, but then it then it also feels awkward though, because it's like, well, all my dogs are here. And you know how it's weird where you almost kind of get this feeling like you're cheating on your pet whenever it starts to get old. And then you get a new puppy. I know because I've never had more than one pet. I don't know. Is that a feeling? It's something that, yeah, it's like, wow, all of you are here. Now what do I do? It's like if you get, okay, think about this. You're married to two people and marriage does exist in heaven. Now both of your husbands or, or your wives just show up.
1: Yeah. What? And somehow that would all be restored and redeemed yeah 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 but it's gonna be weird maybe um yeah wow this 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 little snippet of conversations just provided an enormous glimpse into your fascinating mind <laughs> i'm just saying i'm just saying but yeah and plus
0: i just don't think that like all the animals it'd be just too many too much going on be too full of a house it's like everybody's cows are going to be in heaven. How many freaking cows are going to be there? That's just one type of animal.
1: No, I don't think animals are eternal in the way that humans are. <laughs> do I?
0: I don't know why I'm getting riled up about
1: this. Man, you are. you kind I'm of. I'm treating you like you're disagreeing out. with me. <laughs> that's hilarious. It's like, why? I not say I
0: think that the animals have cool, souls. down.
1: Oh, that's pretty good. Oh, man. <laughs> Maybe one of the most well, interesting conversations we've had definitely definitely an interesting one <laughs> definitely hopefully somewhat insightful
0: into uh, how we reached our conclusions
1: <laughs> they're like man those two guys are weird
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 uh, no 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah the uh no the uh, people who don't know us at all that, li- that listen to us on the internet we've gotten no negative remarks um only positive ones because, like, the the one that we did about um, Satan got a bunch of, like, views from people who uh, just found the video because it, it was like oh. a commonly
1: asked question on YouTube. And- oh, yeah.
0: And, um, no, people were very positive about it. So, today was a good conversation.
1: Uh, you know, it's funny. I was going to tell you earlier when you brought it up. You know, you're doing a, a good job at creating reels, Mm -hmm. little snippets of my messages from sunday mornings and um they show up in my feed and i'm not expecting them that's probably weird it is really weird i'm like hey what oh that's me (laughs) (laughs) and then i'm always like what what is what part of the message is he highlighting and it's weird because i see those reels from other people that I might follow as teachers and I'd stop and listen to what they had then I'm like "Wow, that's me it's just kind of a new experience
0: yeah yeah I don't like whenever I was chopping up my own that I actually didn't feel so bad listening to myself and you listen to yourself every Sunday or you know every every single time after you talk but then It's even it, I don't know it's almost like a feeling of trying not to be narcissistic whenever it's like you're chopping up your own not only are you <laughs> listening to it, but you're also chopping it up and then posting it to yeah. church of social media that you run, and so I was like, yeah, oh.
1: yeah, I'm glad that it's you doing it that way it's not me determining yeah anything about that, how it's used or presented and um it's just odd seeing yourself on social media internet that um Yes. Uh, never imagined
0: that. Well, and I'll post like quotes of you too. So, like, I just posted one. You're talking about how we've misled this generation. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, people people like that one. And it got a couple of shares. Um, but yeah. So, yeah, you just have to hope that I'd like you. <laughs> I choose the one thing that you're like, oh man, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> no, I, I don't <laughs> think you would.
1: But what was kind of cool is I saw the one you posted about the we've misled a generation and a generation needs to understand. And then like five days later in another reel from another church, another teacher, um, he was a say, he was saying essentially the same thing about how we've, he was talking about like this easy believism where you yeah, just yeah, have yeah. to. Cheap grace kind of thing. Yeah, cheap grace. That was exactly the conversation he was having. And uh, I was like, Oh, okay. It's validation that I wasn't completely off my rocker to make that observation and have that perspective. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because I listen to a bunch of other things too, and a lot of different speakers and stuff. So if you ever, if you ever off your rocker, I'll be the first to <laughs> let you know. <laughs> you yeah. can trust. I'll be like, the heck was this? <laughs> what are you talking about?
1: Oh. Uh, well, today has been an interesting conversation.
0: It has, it's been good been good i'm sure
1: that we'll record some more during our downtime but um i just pulled an article off that you sent me that i haven't read yet that i'm looking forward to reading about the death of church and pub yes okay if you don't have a subscription to first things
0: uh, which is where that came where that came from um you should get it there's a lot of great writers on
1: there it's a good mix of like Protestant multiple writers Mm-hmm. It's not all just. It's one. a
0: publication. So it's a magazine. Oh, okay. Uh, but it has also like you can the web edition. Yeah. Um, I
1: just skimmed it really quickly and I'm, and I knew where you were coming from because I know that's a thing that's kind of you're passionate about and I share same similar passion. It's just this idea of how we live in community with each other and what is happening to our society that's robbing us of those rich experiences. That we see in what used to be a pub as a gathering place yeah. and a, and a connecting church as a gathering place. place. And yeah. the church as a gathering place and a connecting place, which is where I'm headed this Sunday with my, mm. my message talking about the um, place of community in our lives. And um, so I'm looking forward to reading that in a little bit more depth.
0: Yeah, yeah, because he challenges the readers at the end. It's like, the, I guess the church, it's like, Okay, well, now you now we know, we kind of understand what the problem is. Now the church has to figure out how, um, what solutions, how can it now become the part of the community? How can it be a place of community uh, in the world that we live in today?
1: Yeah, and my initial thoughts about, again, I haven't read it in detail, but reading it, just kind of perusing it, my thought was, so if we know it's an issue in our society that, community and connectedness is threat is being threatened. Um, then how hard will the church fight for it rather than cater to it? And that's a little bit of my resistance to all the work that I'm seeing being done connecting with your online audience. Now, yeah, I appreciate people's circumstances and how an online experience can be, you know, a benefit or can be a resource. But when it becomes the substitute for the living, breathing community of Christians who gather together, I th- I always say, well, I must be old school because I'm not good with it yet. But I'm not even really sure I should get good with it.
0: But the, the, the guy that I love, Nathan Pinocchio, he was like password protected. Mm-hmm. He's like, so that way people have to. Reach out to you and be like, hey, I'm not going to be here or, oh. or whatever, you know, or don't do it until after. Yeah. And so, usually, like, don't allow it to be this thing that even if people who are out of state, which I love the people out of state, like to watch us, mm-hmm. um, but, and they can do that, but not in, As a substitute, like you said, as them finding a local church and being part of the community yeah. there. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's not much work.
1: So, yeah, I had, uh, I was talking to, I, I've been doing this elective at church and, I had one of the students, um, she was telling me that her husband watches every week, but he never comes to our services, like on campus. And they live 10 minutes from the church. And she was trying to explain why he and I, thinks that that's okay. Work. And I, I'm, again... We're, we're in this, like, kind of post-COVID era where um, we're not supposed to be critical of that. Mm-hmm. But people have just, you know, people need something different, so they're experiencing it online. And I, I'm, again, it may be old-school naivete, but I'm like, no, there is something uniquely dynamic about Christians gathered together in a place. Sharing expressions of worship that I believe is part of God's design and a society that in a culture that seeks to rob us of that, pull people away from that, I think is ultimately um, a work of evil because it ends up isolating us yep. and insulating us from uh, what is provided by the community. So, Well, and something Uh, that
0: nobody ever talks about, it's like one of the pros of being part of a church is that you're in a community that you know it's protected literally by a boundary where you know the people inside of this place, place not being so literal, um, share the same values as you. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's incredibly important. And I know that we have, like, I know that there has to be some, like, you know, let's not be, um, let's not completely disregard people who might think differently than us, but like, people need to pl- because everyone has to watch out everywhere else they go because it's complete madhouse everywhere else. There needs to be a place that they can be, it's, you know, a home, a yeah. church, a community that like, these people, these people are all shooting towards the same thing. They're, you know, we're all falling down. We're all messing up. We have questions and all this stuff, but it's like, that's so important. And, and, and churches in, uh, they are catering to the rest of the culture. And because of that, now the church capital C a lot of places the church isn't even that you know and so that's just incredibly unfortunate yeah I'm very passionate about that I can rant about it for (laughs) a long time
1: (laughs) Uh, you're not ranting you're not ranting about it Um, you're speaking into it with the passion that's in your heart about it and I think that's all a good thing yeah yeah
0: well good stuff enjoyed it as usual thank you sir Thanks for putting up my crazy things, (laughs) uh, as I always spout out. But uh, we'll see you, buddy, next time. We hope you enjoyed this presentation of Cibolo Creek Community Church. If you did, please consider supporting the ministry of our church. Your donations make a difference. To check out more resources or to share a gift, please visit us at CiboloCreek.com. Thanks for listening.